Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. Over the years of putting up this podcast, I've spoken often of The Real Book, Volume 1, 6th edition. It's sort of a jazz Bible for students of jazz, and while some follow it faithfully, most jazz players use it as simply a guide to a few tunes at jam sessions, and in many cases, they don't use it at all. It can never be a substitute for listening to different versions of any of the 400 songs that are charted in this book. I periodically like to go through it and try out certain tunes on my piano or listen to some recordings of some of them. Some tunes are very commonly called out in jam sessions and others never. Some are true jazz tunes written by jazz players and others come from Broadway or pop music recordings but have been rearranged, reharmonized, or simply swung by various jazz players or ensembles. For the next couple episodes, I want to explore a few of the most interesting tunes that I discovered through going through that real book and play a recording or two of each one. Recordings that sound to me to be either outstanding or a good representation of the tune starting with Wayne Shorter's Beauty and the Beast. Here's Wayne Shorter's version from his 1975 Native Dancer album. Thank you. 
Wayne Shorter on soprano sax, Wagner Tiso, electric piano, Herbie Hancock, acoustic piano, Erto Moreira on percussion, Jay Graydon bass, and Roberto Silva drums. Beauty and the Beast, a great tune from the real book that I believe is often played. The late jazz singer Mark Murphy added words to the tune. Here is his rendition. Some we fall, for some we rise. Does beauty mask the beast's disguise? Its size, it lives on lies. This war goes on between the two. The beauty folk, the bestial crew. Each age is clear until the clouds of hate slam shut the gate. The gate shuts out the power of love, light. A new night brings fear. Screams as the dreaming disappears and becomes a nightmare.
And love returns. We build again and children learn. The beast should sleep forever now, somehow. To none we bow. The harvest comes The people sweat and count their sums But something seems to soil the fun The sun shines on a gun The beast lies low but always We see the world through faulty eyes. Wayne Shorter's Beauty and the Beast, the title tune from a 1986 Mark Murphy album with Billy Mays on keyboard, Brian Lunch trumpet, Steve Lespina bass, and Joey Barron on drums. That's a tune I've been enjoying trying to play as I go through other tunes in the real book, a book of charts for various jazz standards and jazz not-so-standards. Here's one I've discovered recently, and it's such a pretty tune, written by John Lewis from his pre-modern jazz quartet days. It was first recorded in 1949 by the J.J. Johnson's Boppers, with John Lewis on piano, Sonny Stitt, tenor sax, Nelson Boyd, bass, Max Roach, drums, and, of course, the trombone of J.J. Johnson. Here is that version, Afternoon in Paris.
Afternoon in Paris, J.J. Johnson's Boppers. Such a pretty tune. Most people, when they think about jazz, don't think about it being pretty. Adjectives like interesting, intriguing, intricate, fun, etc. are more often used. But tunes like this one lead me to want to put together at some point an episode called Can Jazz Be Pretty? with the answer being yes. But in the meantime, let's play another version of that same pretty tune, Afternoon in Paris. I listened to a few versions, and most of them I quite liked. It was tough to decide which one to play, but I chose this one from Swedish pianist Jell Oman, featuring the delightful bass of Hans Backenroth and the drums of Joachim Eckberg. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. From 2012, an album called The Duke, Afternoon in Paris.
love Hans Beckenroth's bass solo there. That's the Gel Omen trio. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name right. It's spelled K-J-E-L-L-O-H-M-A-N. And that's John Lewis's Afternoon in Paris, a tune I've enjoyed playing on piano from the real book. So this is the third time I've gone through the tunes from the real book, discovering a few great ones I hadn't really noticed before. Many of the tunes are written by the Broadway greats, such as Gershwin, Cole Porter, and Richard Rogers, or Jerome Kern, the latter who didn't really appreciate people jazzifying his tunes. One of the most famous and the most jazzified of those tunes, always played in jam sessions, is all the things you are. But since this program is on tunes I've only recently discovered, I'm going to play another lovely Jerome Kern tune from the real book called Dearly Beloved, a version by pianist McCoy Tyner and vibraphonist Bobby Hutcherson from a 1993 Blue Note album.
Dearly Beloved, a duet of McCoy Tyner and Bobby Hutcherson. Speaking of people jazzifying pop tunes, here's an interesting example. One tune in the real book that many jazz musicians wonder why it's there, as it isn't one that easily lends itself to jazz interpretations, is the Clay Boland and Moe Jaffe tune from 1937 called Gypsy in My Soul. Here is a version from 1938 by Clyde McCoy and his orchestra with vocal by Wayne Gregg. If I am fancy free and love to wander it's just the gypsy in my soul There's something calling me From way out yonder It's just the gypsy in my soul I've got to give in to my emotions I'm only content having my way There is no other life Of which I'm fonder It's just the gypsy in my soul No cares, no strings My heart has wings If I am fancy free And love to wander it's just the gypsy in my soul. Now let's play a jazz version. Here is Veronica Swift from her Confessions album of 2019, backed by the Emmett Cohen Trio that includes Russell Hall on bass and Kyle Poole drums. I 
fancy free the gypsy there's something calling me Veronica Swift. And speaking of Veronica Swift, as you know, the past three episodes of Discovering Jazz have been about the upcoming Edmonton Jazz Festival, starting this week, and music by some of the performers who will be there. Well, it's now been confirmed that Veronica Swift will be here as part of the Thursday night concert featuring trumpeter Chris Botti. So this makes that one a concert that I definitely don't want to miss. 
and it makes it worth playing another tune sung by this great singer, a duet with Johnny O'Neill, and again, backed by the Emmett Cohen Trio. It's a tune that's credited to Miles Davis with lyrics by John Hendricks, although most jazz historians now recognize the tune as actually having been written by Eddie Cleanhead Vinson, who gave it to Miles Davis. The tune is called Four. This is Veronica Swift. Of the wonderful things that you get out of life, there are four. And you know there may not be many, but nobody needs any more. Of the many facts making the list of life, truth takes a lead. I had to relax knowing the gist of life. It's truth you need. And the second is honor and happiness makes number three. Baby, if you put them together, you know what the last one must be. Maybe so there's truth, honor, and happiness. Add one thing more, meaning all the wonderful, wonderful love that'll make it for. Don't you know the score? Well, people, when they're younger, never realize the pleasure treasure life's got. But as they grow older, realize a lot, yeah. They got their mind on all the wrongest scenes. And things that cost a lot of money, but it's really very funny. They fade away and don't amount to a hill of beans. But the other things in life we really should adore. We forget or ignore and abhor. Spend a lot of time on money and madness and end up in sadness. Youth is a time that we should see the light. When we're old and wasted, the news from what we chase it runs so high that we fade and we die. Then we know that you're the maid of strongest, wasted on the very young. So enjoy a gaily love life and live a daily you'll find. A lot of things that bring you joy and give peace of mind. So get it while the getting's good. Cause everybody, if they only were, then all the life would be your set. Life would be a groovy set. It's groovy as a movie. Gotta teach them how to use them, not abuse them. So take a tip from me. The world's everything it ought to be, as long as you can be sure that there's no more to life than the same old four.
a jazz standard here is sung by Veronica Swift and Johnny O'Neill with the Emmett Cohen Trio from the Live at Emmett's Place podcast. If you're not able to see her with Chris Botti in Edmonton on Thursday, June 29th, Botti will be touring throughout the eastern U.S. in July, and I'm speculating that Veronica Swift will still be with him. Next, something Canadian. In this case, it's the tune rather than the performance. Not many songs in the real book written by Canadians, but this one by Milton Seeley, who was born in and played around Montreal. His composition, Black Diamond, became a jazz standard worthy of inclusion in the real book, thanks to a recording by Roland Kirk in 1965. Let's play it. Black 
Black Diamond, written by Montreal's Milton Seeley. Roland Kirk saxophone with Jackie Byard and piano, Richard Davis bass, and Elvin Jones drums from 1965. Time for one more, I think. This is from an album that I just obtained, and I've played it over and over again. It's New York pianist Noah Haydu, H-A-I-D-U, and the album simply called Standards, and it's a celebration of the 40th anniversary of the Keith Jarrett Standards trio albums. To do a quick review of the album, something I don't normally do, I want to say that I like these arrangements better than those on the Standards trio albums because they feel so much more accessible to me. Haidu is able to combine creativity with a knack for never losing the sense of the melody. On every improvisation, you really get a sense of exactly what the quartet is playing. I thought about that when I heard them playing I Thought About You. And that song could have been a tribute in itself to that song's melody. The trio of Steve Wilson on alto sax, Peter Washington bass, and Lewis Nash on drums are with Haidu every step of the way. And since I started this episode with Wayne Shorter, let's end with Noah Haidu playing a Wayne Shorter piece. It's Anna Maria, a tribute to Shorter's wife, who later died on a trip to Italy when the plane, Flight 800, exploded in the air in 1996, killing all 230 people aboard. Here is Noah Haidu's beautiful version of this tune, released just this month. My name's Larry Sadman. This is Discovering Jazz. Tune in next week for more tunes that I've recently discovered in the real book. Bye for now. Taking you home with Anna Maria.